Pussy Power Podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. <laughs> this um, is so cool. So this is episode one of the season second season two? of the, the Pussy, Pussy Power, Power Podcast. Podcast. And we have a super special guest today joining us, Rachel Cargill. Who we are obsessed with. Yeah. have been for... <laughs> Since the beginning of the yeah, podcast, if you've been I listening think. to season one, you've heard us name drop her all the time because we think she's amazing <laughs> and we follow her on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So this is Kate Cortleo, and that's Laura Lee Tyson. Yep, and we're the Pussy Power Podcast, as we already said. And this is Rachel. Hi. Have a little, oh, little there's a bio for her. Oh, Do you okay. want me to, can I yeah, read it? Go ahead. Is that okay. <laughs> so Rachel Elizabeth Cargill is from Ohio. She's a writer and lecturer. Her activist and academic work are rooted in providing intellectual discourse, tools, and resources that explore the intersection of race and womanhood. So you now have over 90,000 followers. Is it over 100? Are we we're still No, 90? I hit 97 last 97. week, I think. So probably after we post this episode, <laughs> it'll be 100,000. So let's just celebrate that right now. <laughs> and we started following Rachel probably back in March back when you were the one that got away mm-hmm. with two wives. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the privilege of attending the first Unpacking White Feminism lecture, which was really uh, mind-blowing for, for me personally. Yeah, for me as well. And we were so excited to be able to come and, and witness that and, and hear all of your awesome information. And now that now you're going to do a tour, another yeah, tour of, the of lecture. that. Yes. And then you have a monthly column on harborsbazaar.com. Yeah. And you have your writing published in a lot of great places, Afropunk, Essence, Huffington Post, Refinery29. And you're currently here in New York with us. <laughs> and you're attending Columbia University and you're mm-hmm. studying anthropology yeah. and women's studies. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Yay. So thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to hear, I think we already heard a little bit about this at the lecture, but how you got into this work. It's so funny because I'm asked that often. But the truth is, like, I'm a black woman, and so I can't not be about this. But I think my more public-facing, I don't know, identity as someone who's talking about this and as someone who people come to to kind of have conversations about it um, was after the Women's March happened. And there was a photo of me and my friend Dana that went viral, and it kind of thrust me into being just a person who people wanted to have the conversation with. And I wrote... I wrote a piece for Huffington Post and I was writing more on my own Instagram page kind of to answer questions that people were asking me and also to explore my own ideas around how I felt both about the march, about the photo, the responses to the photo, and then just really, as many of us were, re-examining our space in society as a new administration came into the White House. I think it's really exciting and important too that I, I was just having this conversation with my roommate last night about making space and having conversations that people are maybe afraid to have. And she was using the example of sexual assault and maybe people who have experienced it firsthand and don't necessarily have the space and and don't want to have those conversations. And that's totally fine. No one should ever have to. And then people who maybe haven't and feel comfortable addressing that other people have experienced this and people need to talk about it and address it. And I really applaud you and I'm grateful for you for making the space to help educate people who don't know how to have these conversations Mm because I feel like and who have the privilege not to have them in their daily lives yeah I get I I had this conversation actually just last night with a friend about how I do this work because for whatever reason I feel like I need to do this work I feel like it was given to me from my ancestors I feel like I have some sort of tolerance and patience and like strength to do this work that isn't always that a lot of people tell me they don't have or they don't want to have and I totally get that and so 
I often say sometimes it can be um, compared to the idea of sexual assault and talking about it, but I would never expect another black woman to do this work. Like we don't have to, there's no need for us to feel like we're obligated to, mm-hmm. but this just happens to be my work. And so I do it and I enjoy it because it is it fulfills me. But at the same time, no other black woman should ever feel like she has to be in the space and no white person should feel entitled to, you know, black women teaching them or explaining something to them or educating them. And so I'm grateful for the audience that I have and that, you know, like this is what I'm giving. This is what I've been assigned to do by the universe. So like take what I'm putting out, but also, you know, don't have those expectations both for the people who are listening and for the people who feel like, oh, should I be teaching? Should I be talking about this? Should I be writing about this? If you feel compelled to, yes, do it. But if you don't, you absolutely are not entitled to hear it and also you don't you're not obligated to give it and it's beautiful too because you you're both helping to educate people and and being that space for people to have these conversations but also you are still like you have the whole program do the work yeah because it's also a responsibility of you know these white women who want to be educated like laurelie and me and it's like we have a responsibility to do our own work and to read and to watch and to do and to be allies yeah so much emotional labor I feel like I've seen in the time that I've followed you a growth in what you're willing, the patience that you have to mm-hmm. uh, explain everything. And then you have like the topics at the top of your of your page where you're like, watch this first. Mm-hmm. Here's how not to come into mm-hmm. my DMs and, and ask me to explain everything to you. And that more and more followers are kind of t- 